So in Vietnam, back in uh, 1928, a young fella named uh, Van Thuan was born. And born as a Catholic into Vietnam wasn't going to be an easy one. So he grew up in the Catholic faith, practicing family, and uh, entered a seminary, uh, became a priest, and showed a lot of uh, promise as a priest. And so at the very tender age for what he was about to do, of about 46, he was made Archbishop, uh, uh, Coadjutor Archbishop, so Assistant Archbishop uh, of Saigon. And only six months into his term, he was arrested by the communists and imprisoned. So, as with all of these things, as with many of these, these persecutions, you have no court of appeal. There's nothing you can do. If you've been arrested by communists, like there is nowhere you can go to look for help. So if you're locked away and you're locked away forever, nobody's going to know. You know? So uh, it's very, very easy to lose hope in a situation like that. So he was locked up for one year, two years, three years. He was locked up for 13 years, and nine of them in solitary confinement. Now, if some people might like solitary confinement. Some people might think solitary confinement is a good thing. If you've maybe tons of kids, you might think solitary confinement would be amazing. But solitary confinement, while it's good maybe for two or three days, uh, solitary confinement for nine years, you actually start to lose your mind. You start, you start to go a bit crazy. Like, I mean, if you're in a, a small little cell for nine years, you can start to go a bit bammy. So he had lim cardinal, he was cardinal at this point. Well, he became cardinal afterwards. He was still archbishop at this point. Um, he had a little contact with the outside world. Uh, he was able to, to sneak letters out. And so he asked his faithful uh, for his medicine. And so they sent him in a little bottle of wine and uh, some little sticks of bread. So from memory, Archbishop Bantuan would celebrate Mass on his hand. Two drops of wine, one drop of water, and one little crumb of bread. And celebrate Mass like this. For years. And when the guards then would be at his door, he'd sit up against the door, and the guards, you know, because they had to watch this public enemy number one. <laughs> little, little Bantuan. Like, like, anyway, they had to sit at the, uh, guard his door in case, in case I don't know what, he was, what, they, why, what they expected him to do, but they were guarding his door. So he'd be sitting up against the door, and uh, so he'd say, so, what's your name? Not allowed to talk to you. All right. Have you children? Not supposed to talk to you. What age are they? Six and nine. <laughs> okay, all right. Is everything okay? Are they at school? How are they, how are they getting on? A bit of trouble with the younger one, but I'm not supposed to be talking to you. <laughs> all right, well, what, what kind of trouble? And then he, they explain what the, what the problem was, and then he'd say, okay, I'll, I'll pray for them. Can you pray for the older one too? <laughs> and little by little, one by one, guard after guard, he would convert them through the door. <laughs> just sitting talking to them so even in this place of darkness and hopelessness he witnesses to hope and in, in his small apparently insignificant way he continues to live the faith even in such a hopeless situation but one thing absolutely essential for him was the celebration of mass the celebration of the Eucharist that we get to do today so easily thank God but for, for him 
celebrating Mass wasn't, this wasn't an optional extra. This was absolutely essential. This was critical, central to his faith. That he would celebrate Mass and go through all sorts of rounds and risk beatings. If he was caught celebrating Mass, I mean, they could, we won't go into the details, like, but all sorts of torturous treatment that they could have uh, inflicted on him. So eventually, by the way, as regards the guards, they stopped rotating the guards because he was converting them all, so they just left him too. Going, convert, fine, take them. So he'd always have the same two. And then they, he'd teach them how to sing the Salve Regina in Latin and how to pray the rosary and all sorts of wonderful things. So just a, a fantastic heart. But as I say, for him, absolutely central was a celebration of Mass. And I think in, in recent decades, the celebration of Mass has become a little, maybe a little, a little confused. Uh, in order to welcome everyone, and everyone is welcome. Everyone has always been welcome at a Mass. There are two, one little distinction here, by the way. Everybody and anybody is welcome to Mass. You can have a Muslim friend come to Mass, absolutely no problem. You can have a Hindu friend come to Mass, absolutely no problem. Mass, everybody is welcome, okay? This is what the Church teaches. Everyone is welcome at Mass. Now, receiving Holy Communion, that's a different story because in order to receive Holy Communion, we must be in holy communion with God. So if, if I don't believe that this is Jesus, then I shouldn't receive. Now, I can still go to Mass, absolutely, but I, I shouldn't receive Holy Communion unless I believe what it is, and that's Jesus. So, if, I mean, if you have a Muslim friend visiting, absolutely, bring them along to Mass, but out of respect for what we believe, we, you know, they, 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 they shouldn't receive Holy Communion. Uh, but again, it's out of respect. Same way if I went to a, a mosque, we'd have to respect their customs of taking off shoes. Well, I'm not a Muslim. I'm not taking off my shoes. I'm walking around whatever way I want, or I'll have a, a stringy top. I mean, out of respect for what they believe, we do what they do. It's just respect. So in the same way, when people come to our church, they're absolutely welcome. But the reception of Holy Communion is, is different because this is the most sacred, I don't want to call it a thing, but it's the most sacred thing that we have. There is nothing more sacred than the Holy Eucharist. Nothing. You can have the Pieta right here, and if it were to fall and smash because someone was moving it awkwardly, we'd say, that's absolutely terrible. Priceless work of art, destroyed. Grant, we'll get a new one. Whereas if someone desecrates the Eucharist, like that's, that's a whole new, that's, 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 that's blasphemy. That's offending God. Wrecking the Pieta, we'll get a bit of super glue. It'll be grand. But desecration of the Eucharist is... That's, that's Jesus. That's God. So when, when, in order to make people feel more welcome at Mass, one thing that we've kind of taken the focus off a little is, is that every celebration of Mass is, is a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. And that can be kind of awkward terminology for us because we don't, we don't like the idea of sacrifice anymore. Uh, it's, it's, it's a bit uncomfortable. But you can imagine, like, if you, if you were a priest or if you were at a Mass and we could see actually what's happening. We have Jesus being offered to God the Father. That means Jesus, who has sacrificed himself, being offered to God the Father. It's a fairly dramatic scene. I mean, you can imagine uh, maybe the various wars... Uh, that, that have taken place. Imagine if you were charged with the responsibility of, of bringing home 
some of the fallen, some of the fallen soldiers. So you have to ring the doorbell. Maybe they've already seen the car come up the driveway. And you ring that doorbell, and out comes a mom, and she sees your military uniform, and she just gasps as you say, Miss Kelly, we, we have your son here. And then, like, with such reverence and respect, you know what I mean, the, the remains would be, would be removed from, effectively, the hearse and brought into the house, and the flag would be folded on it, and all these kind of things, right? Because something, something, something tragic has happened, and something that deserves the utmost respect. In the same way, at, at, at Mass, you see, we're, we're offering to God the Father the sacrificed body of, of, of God the Son. So this, this, is, this is what's at the heart of the Mass. You know, as, as the priest elevates the host and the wine through him, with him, and in him. O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor are yours now and forever. And we do this through Jesus, with Jesus, and in Jesus. So this is, this is the heart of the Mass. The heart of the Mass is the offering of Jesus to God the Father. It's kind of like, if we take the focus off that, it's kind of like going to a wedding and just doing so for the food. The bride and the who? <laughs> you know, it's, if, we, if we forget the, 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 the sacrifice of the Mass, the, the, the fact that it's a sacrifice, we'll miss most of what's happening. And then we'll also miss the, the, all of the Old Testament preparations and prefigurations of what's happening now. So this is, it just deserves such reverence, such respect. So we remember uh, Archbishop Vantuan, who then became Cardinal Vantuan. We remember his great love for the Eucharist. Because the Eucharist doesn't just, it's not just an optional extra or a bit of a bonus. It's what makes us Catholic. It's what makes us Catholic. And so we ask the Lord today to renew our Eucharistic love as we hear this gospel of the multiplication of the loaves and fish. We ask the Lord to renew our sense of wonder, our awe, as we receive Jesus in Holy Communion. We pray, Lord, for maybe for, for, also for forgiveness for any occasions where we received Holy Communion disrespectfully or as if it was just a thing. Saint Faustina, when the Lord spoke to her, he, he said to her on one occasion, he said, so many people receive me in Holy Communion like a, an inanimate object, like a dead thing. But I wish to come and live in them. And so we pray for, for that living faith, that when we receive Jesus, he might find within us a great welcome, a, hung, a heart hungry for him, a heart wishing to be transformed and nourished by Jesus, our Lord, our Savior. Amen.